Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Faith Lutheran Church. My name is Candace Wassell. I'm the pastor here at Faith. It is such a joy to have you visit with us. You are welcome, so welcome in every part of Faith's community. You are welcome to join us in person at worship on Sundays. You're welcome to visit us online. You're welcome in our mission and our fellowship, and most important, you are welcome at the Lord's table. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by the way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in a private way, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephtatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. She was an outsider, a non-believer, a foreigner, a nobody, a dog. Now, the Gospel of Mark doesn't say how she got there. It doesn't tell, her, tell us who let her in. Did she somehow slip past the people who should have been watching the door? She should not have been in the house that day, not according to the rules of Jewish culture. But there she was. Jesus was tired that day. He'd traveled far with his disciples. He didn't want any of that hubbub that followed wherever he went. Let me rest. Let's keep my being here a secret for a while. But no, here she comes. This mixed-race descendant of idol worshipers. She wasn't even a Samaritan, for heaven's sake. Bad enough to be a Samaritan, those pretenders. 
They claimed to be followers of the God of Abraham, but they weren't even Abraham's children, not like the Jews. So the Jews looked down on the Samaritans, mocked their faith, condemned their worship, refused to acknowledge them on the street even. But this woman was even less than that. She and people like her were lower than the Samaritans. Human trash. Yeah, that's it. Human trash. And now here she was, in the house with Jesus. And Jesus' disciples must have been horrified when this this person had the audacity to speak to Jesus. No, more than that, to beg Jesus to cast out the demon that had possessed her daughter. She had absolutely no right. No right. The disciples would have thrown her out physically if it hadn't meant that they would have to touch her to do so. They must have been completely out of their minds with disgust and loathing. Can you believe what's going on here? Well, Jesus knew what was going on in their hearts, didn't he? Jesus knew the black depths of their sin, their prejudice, their contempt for this woman, and every other Gentile, especially those who worshiped gods or Greek gods or anything other than Yahweh, Elohim, whatever name you might choose to represent the God of the Jews. And God gave voice to their contempt, their prejudice, when he asked the woman, is it fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs? Oh, how delighted the disciples must have been to hear that question. That old teacher we can imagine the witnesses of this exchange saying, you tell her, Jesus, put her in her place. She has no business asking for anything of the God of Abraham. She has no business even speaking to you. Lord, how dare she? The unbelievable nerve of this woman. But listen, there was a reason that Jesus had brought his disciples to that far region of Tyre, outside of Israel, away from Jerusalem. It was very likely that Jesus had taken his disciples further from home than they had ever been in their lives, out into the land of the Samaritans and Gentiles, Because Jesus had a very important lesson to teach them about God's love. And that message, simply put, is this. God's love is for everybody. Not just for the insiders. Not just for the Jews. Not just for the children of Abraham. Not just for the wealthy those who are materially blessed, not just for the intelligent, not just for the people who look like you, disciples, who share the same customs or share the same hometown or who share the same values and heritage and beliefs as you do. God's love 
is for everybody. And the Syrophoenician woman, God bless her, she knew that when she came and bowed down at Jesus' feet, she knew that. She knew she didn't have the same claim to Abraham or Moses or King David that the disciples had. But she knew in her heart of hearts that she was a creature of God's making and therefore had a claim to God's love. In her extraordinary boldness, driven no doubt by her daughter's urgent need, she got herself in front of Jesus and she laid claim to God's love. I can just imagine her glaring at the snickering disciples as they rejoiced over Jesus calling her a dog. But just listen to how she answered Jesus' rebuke. Think of me as a dog if you like, you children of Abraham. But Jesus, even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the table. I wonder if the disciples were stunned and perhaps even deeply humbled by such words of undeniable truth. All people are children of God. And by that, all deserve not just the love and blessing of Jesus, but the love of Jesus' disciples as well. And for that matter, all people are children of God and they deserve our love, our respect, our care, our compassion. That's why Jesus had taken them to Tyre. That's why Jesus took them to the region of the Decapolis, a cluster of ten Gentile towns where Jesus healed the deaf man. He took them there to expand their horizons, to expand their world, their worldview, and most importantly, to expand their hearts, to make room enough in their own hearts, even for the Gentiles, even for the outsiders, the foreigners, the nobodies. Because only then could they come to grasp the gospel of Jesus Christ it's the gospel of the love of God for every single human soul on this earth. Every single person without distinction. It's not an easy lesson to learn, is it? I ask because it's not been easy for me to learn, even over the course of my life, as early as we learn to count, friends, as early as we learn our ABCs, we're already learning to distinguish one person from another, to sort through the humans around us, and to land people in categories with headings such as, like me and my family, or unlike me and my family, desirable to be with, undesirable to be with, attractive, unattractive, deserving of praise, deserving of contempt, safe, unsafe, worthy of my attention and effort, unworthy of my attention and effort, unworthy 
insiders, outsiders. On this day as we gather again around the Lord's table and celebrate Jesus being raised from the dead, we do well to also consider the tensions in our human family over race and religion and custom and class and all the other factors that divide God's people from each other. Our gospel reading is perfectly timed to remind us that there are no nobodies in God's eyes. The fact is, whether our sinful hearts like it or not, we are all children invited to sit at the banquet of God's love equally. Listen, no matter how much our sinful hearts want to relegate some of our sisters and brothers to a spot under the table where they can catch our crumbs, there are no dogs in God's eyes. And Jesus reminds us that we should expend every bit as much effort in the betterment and improvement of the disadvantaged of this world as we do our own children. This is the truth, my friends. It is in lifting up the impoverished, the destitute, the refugee, the foreigner, the lonely, the sick, the disadvantaged, the disheartened. It is in shining the love of God on these that God is praised. And it is in this work that God's will is achieved in this world. In our first reading this morning, Isaiah declares that these are the signs that the Messiah is upon us. Not great miracles among the stars or dramatic natural wonders, but instead that the eyes of the blind are opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame leaping like deer, the tongue of the speechless singing for joy. Later on, the prophet Micah continues that promise. When justice flows like waters and righteousness, that is, when people treat each other with dignity and respect and love, when righteousness is like a never-ending sea, it's then that God's kingdom is coming into being. When people treat each other with dignity and respect and love, Is it too much to hope for? Jesus didn't think so. He trusted his disciples. As unlikely a bunch as ever there was, he trusted his disciples to fulfill the mission, and he's trusting us, people of faith, to set aside our own personal prejudices and judgments and, yes, our fears, to see all people as God's children, deserving our love, our kindness, our time and attention and energy. May God bless us today with this one pure expression of the gospel of Jesus. All are worthy of our love.
In Jesus' name, amen. The most valuable message we have to share at Faith is the promise we have in Jesus. We come together every Sunday to share this good news in the reading of Scripture and sharing of Holy Communion. It is these two acts of worship that we learn of the forgiveness, peace, and joy that Jesus has won for us on the cross. These gifts also belong to you, and we hope you will feel welcome to receive them. After we've shared worship together, we trust that we are ready to be sent out into the world to serve our neighbor, and you're welcome to join us in that great work as well. There are so many opportunities at Faith to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. It's what we feel called to do. It's what we're passionate about. Above all, I want to encourage you in your faith. No matter where you're at in your journey with Christ, you are welcome to visit faith as often as you are able. But whatever you do, keep searching. There is a church family set aside just for you, and I trust the Holy Spirit will place you right where you need to be.